learning about the story of Eli, who was aware of what his sons was doing. He made a feeble attempt to try and prevent them, uh, or stop them, causing the chilul that they were causing. But it wasn't effective. His sons didn't change, as we saw. They had already been over in chilul Hashem. And as we saw previously, that the only punishment for chilul Hashem is kechafetz Hashem lahamisa. Rabbi Shmuel wanted to kill them. In other words, that's the way to rectify the chilul Hashem, as we saw last time. And that is, as long as the person who caused the chilul Hashem is around, so then that's just a, a reminder or a continuation of the chilul Hashem. And so when people see that it doesn't pay, so to speak, to cause the chilul Hashem, they see the result, they see the retribution, that uh, re- reaffirms in people's minds the respect due to Hashem. And when people see that it doesn't, it doesn't pay, so to speak, to to engage in a, in a battle, so to speak, to confront Hashem. So that was on the one hand, the Chilul Hashem caused by the Bnei Eli. And as we saw in Pasuk Chofbav, in Perek Beis, by now Shmuel Haydach for God of as he was growing, he was and he became bigger, in his Ruchnius, but he was also Taif, he was good. In other words, the people liked him, the people saw him as the example of what a good person was, Gamim Hashem and Gamim Hashem. Both with Hashem and with people, and that was the counter to what they saw the Bnei Eli as causing Chilul Hashem, but in the, in the fact that they saw Ibn Ali as not respecting Hashem and they saw Ibn Ali as not treating people properly. They saw Ibn Ali as not respecting Hashem and that they didn't give a priority to bring in the Karbanas, they were more interested in their own food. And they saw Ibn Ali as not treating people properly and that the fact that they made people wait unnecessarily, like we saw, um, outside of the And Shmuel was different in both those regards. They saw how Shmuel served Hashem that he was genuinely interested in serving Hashem. And as Shmuel adapted with people, they saw that he was somebody who was looking to help people and to do type to people rather than take advantage of people. Now, as always, the first step is a person does something wrong, Hashem gives them the chance to do tshuva there on their own. It's only after the person doesn't do tshuva on their own that HaKadosh Baruch then sends uh, the Navi to threaten them with punishment. And we must understand something, and that is a cloud in the Nevi'im throughout, and that is when a Navi threatens punishment, when a Navi threatens punishment, it's normally not too late to do something about it. It's normally not too late to do something, and normally it's possible that the person can still uh, do tshuva and reverse the, the, the Xerah, uh, which is why the Navi is coming. And as the threat of punishment is on understanding it, if you don't do tshuva, you're going to get punished. But the, the, the possibility of tshuva is there, and that will work to reverse the gzera. The Gemara says that the only exception to that rule is when we find that Kodesh Baruch Hu makes a shvur. Uh, when Hashem makes a shvur about what he's going to do, and then the shvur is something which isn't that easily changeable. So just like we find a Moshe Rabbeinu, Kodesh Baruch Hu made a shvur. Asher Yinishpati Ve'afi Mivoyim Menuchasi, whether about Kayin Shalof Tumiraglim, or by Moshe Rabbeinu after the sin that Moshe Rabbeinu made, so then Tfila or Tshuva didn't help. It was a Shvur, which means Hashem decided this is final. But most times it's not like that. The Gemara calls the Gzeresh any Moshe which means it's something which is it's possible to change. And that's how the Navi would come. The Navi would come to threaten punishment, but under the veil of the punishment was the hope, well, if you realize what the punishment is going to be, do Tshuva, then you won't need that punishment. Except for those few exceptions, 
except for those few exceptions where that's not an option and uh, Hashem has already decided what he's going to do and therefore it comes to the Shua. And you're going to see this is one of those exceptions that uh, that uh, was the Nevo which was which was now going to be the punishment uh, which Hashem was, was was presenting or predicting in advance that he's going to bring in the house of Eidi. So you have to pass a Chavzayin in Paragvayas and the Pasuk says Vayavah Yesha Lekimel Eidi. The Navi comes to Eli, and he says to him, This is a message from Hashem. Who was this Navi? Even though we don't see before that Elkanah was a Navi. On the contrary, we saw that until Shmuel became a Navi, that Varashem was Yakar, it was very rare that it would be Nevoah. And uh, definitely we find that Elkanah was uh, a Talmud of Eli. He was, the Eli was the God of Ladar. But uh, it's one of the cases where they say that being as Hashem wasn't going to give the Nevoah to Eli himself, so therefore he looked for another Tariq to be the courier of his message to Eli. And uh, even though Elkanah was a Talmud, this falls into the category of there's no, there's no covered for a Rav in Makam Chil Hashem. And now if a person, just like if a person sees his teacher doing something wrong, then the honor of Hashem precedes the honor for his teacher and he's meant to stand up for what's right. So somebody over here, if a Navi has to uh, give Musa to his teacher and he's being sent B'Shem Hashem, then the Kavad Hashem comes first. And therefore, we don't find any other suitable candidates at the time. And uh, Elkanah is the one who sent this message. It could be that that's why he's not mentioned by name. He wasn't the Etzim and Navi. He's not mentioned one of the Navi. He was used to give Navi because there wasn't, there wasn't anybody else who was able to, be, to give us Navi. Okay, and what's the message he says? Hanigle Niglais Yel Besavicha Biasan Mitzray. Hashem wouldn't tell the Why didn't Hashem tell Eddie himself? Why, why didn't Hashem tell Eddie himself he's going to punish him? Three reasons. Number one, it's Nevoah comes Mutaikhuruch of Simcha, Mutaikhuruch of happiness. And if the Navi is being told he's going to get punished, it's unlikely he'll be able to be in the spirit of Simcha to get the Nevoah. Number two, it's also that itself is a punishment. And that is that Hashem doesn't want to tell him directly. He'll find someone else to tell him. It's like uh, he's been uh, he's been shunned from favor. That Hashem doesn't want to tell him directly what he's going to do. Right. And uh, that's the second point. Number three. The verb which is given by somebody else, so when it's been told, it's uh, as a message of Hashem. As a, that's something which like, we have in the Navi as well. It's told as the verb of Hashem. Whereas when a Navi would hear himself, he wasn't, had the Navi been told what his own punishment was going to be, it wouldn't be something which was meant to be proclaimed, to be broadcast. He'd, just, he'd take in the information, and, and if that's the case, it wouldn't be a Navi we would know about. Right, and therefore, since this was, we're going to learn from this Navi, so he made it as a Navi which was given to be said, not just given to be known. Okay, so it was given to the Navi. And then again, the Navi is, Did I appear? That to your to your father's family, or the house of, the, of your father in, in Israel. Now, Nigdoni Glaisi is like a rhetorical question. You know, it's interesting. I did, but the yes in Israel, the base part in the house of fire. Or we could say, you, as you did, didn't I appear to your father's family, which means Aaron Akoyin. Eli as a coin was a grandson or great grandson of Aaron Akoyin, and if a base of Yehuda means a coin. 
And this is the Makar that they bring. Aaron had Nevoah before Moshe. And that is that when did, when did Hashem appear to the base of Icho, to Aaron according to Mitzrayim? It must have been before Moshe came on the scene. Because once Moshe came on the scene, so Hashem says to him clearly that uh, you're going to be the Navi and Aaron Avicha will, will be your spokesman. Right, so, and that's why Moshe also said didn't want to didn't want to take the position of the Navi because he knew Aaron had already been the Navi before he had come. Now what the Nevo Hashem told Aaron was is a is a parak in Yechaskel of what Hashem told him to tell the Jews in the time. But he's not referencing what the Nevo was. He's referencing the fact that Hashem is saying I gave your father's family the in the time. And not only that, Ubachar is in the call shifta Yisrael the Koyen, and I chose. Your family from all the Kali Israel for me to be the Kayan. Lahanis al Mizbachi to go to be able to go to my Mizbach. That's for the Kurbanis, Lahakti Uktaris. That's the the, the second job of the Kayanim is um, to bring the Uktaris for Rasid Aesha at the Fanai. Rasid Aesha is also the Lashon of being able to see the Khoshan. The Aesha and the what held the Khoshan up was the Aesha. And when we talk about the Kayan as nicely Aesha, it means he had the Khoshan. And if he was able to uh, get the Ruach HaKadosh of understanding what Hashem was saying through the Chayshan. Besides for the privileges that I gave them, I also gave them the, the, the value of the Korbanis. Now, why is he wearing it like this? Because what the Nobis trying to say is primarily the job I gave you as Konim, and look how he ranks it. Number one was to be, was to be Nevi'im, was to be the ones that Hashem revealed to him in time. Besides that, you had the opportunity to do the Avodah and to bring Karbanus and to bring Kutaris and to, to, to wear the Choshen. And besides for that, I also gave you all the Karbanus of Kaisrael, the Isha, the Shal to eat. And now what have you done as Kanye? You've gone to the last point and consider that the main thing I gave you. You're interested in the meat, which is the position, that the portion given to the Kanye. And you're not interested in doing the Avodah and you're not interested in the Kedusha or in the Ruchnius that the level of the Kanye entails. In other words, just put simply, Hashem's Musa is, I gave you a position of Ruchnius, which has fringe Gashmir's benefits. And you're only interested in the Gashmir's benefits, you, you're not even taking, you're not, not taking the opportunity to, of the Ruchnius which you were given, of the opportunities of spirituality that you were given. And therefore he says, Why are you, so you're kicking, why are you despising? Which I instructed you to bring up in the morning is the house of Hashem. But the chabad is many, and you respect, so to speak, you you your sons more than Hashem. And what do you have your sons? To be to make them healthy, to fatten them, to give them the food first of all the rishis, the first of all the korbanos of Klai Yisrael, which was meant for the mizbeach. You letting your sons take it first. In other words, you misusing. The, the the benefits of the kuna, the privileges of the kuna, which was meant to be something in just as a way to get the food you want. And if that's the case, that's a chidul Hashem. That kiddo makes the kuna look, it ruins, takes away its ruchnius and it cheapens it to the extent that this is just a way to, to get fringe benefits. And therefore, uh, basically Hashem's, Hashem's after having leveled the accusation of what they're doing wrong, Hashem's response is going to be, you don't deserve the kuna. The kuna wasn't given as a way to get meat. The kuna was given as a way to get ruchnis. And it was given to Aaron because he was on the level of ruchnis. He was a Nabi. 
and you aren't doing justice and you aren't living up to the expectations of a coin, and then it's going to get taken away from you. Originally, I said, the base of the of Yichah, Yisachar the Fana Ad Adam. I originally said that your house, your father's house, would would go before me, which means would serve in the base of Minish forever. In other words, the Kuna was meant to be for, for always. It wasn't uh, something which was meant to be for one person or for one generation. It was given to Aaron, to his son, and to his son, and his grandson forever. And therefore, by the by right of birth, Aileen and his children, his grandchildren, should have married the Kuna. Speaking specifically to the Nei Summer? We're going to get to in a moment. It's far from me, I won't do that. In other words, I'm revoking that privilege. Those who honor me, they get honored. I'll give them honor. Those who, so to speak, are those who denigrate, those who disrespect Hashem, the is the opposite of covet. Covet is heavy, call it something light. Yekado is killer, they will lose their covet. It's the opposite of covet. Now, what's he, you, what's he referring to? So, there's two different things he's referring to. The first one is, the 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 minus of the Shevet Akuna. Aaron was told that he and his sons always would be the Kohenim. That's base of Yichah, and therefore you would have uh, you should have been merited that bracha as well, and you're going to lose that bracha. But the second point here as well, and that is we know that Aaron's had two surviving sons. One was Elazar, and one was Yisamar. Originally, Elazar was chosen to be the Kohen Gadol, and then once again, something which is given doesn't get taken away. We say the Gemara says, and we get it, the Kishapoiskin, the Adamudula, Poiskin, the Rabbana, the Tzav Kuladaris. And therefore, it should have been that the line of the Kohenu Kadaira should have gone through Eloza. And it did. It was Eloza, and then it was Pinchas, it was Eloza's son. It didn't go back to the other son of Irony Samar. So, ideally, originally, Eloza was the one, as the older brother, more entitled to the Kohenu Kadaira, and then it should have gone down his, his family, his son, his grandson, and so on. What, when did it get taken away? So we can first tell us after HaKadosh Baruch was angry with Pinchas. And like we saw, uh, there were two things that Hashem was angry with Pinchas about. The first one was the story of the daughter of Yiftach. And that was that Pinchas, who could have interceded and could have been made for the nether and could have saved her from her fate, and he didn't. So that was that was one that we explained maybe the rationales why he had, but nevertheless, HaKadosh Baruch looked discounts. He wasn't happy about that. And the second thing was the story of Kedavah Pelegash Vagiva, which once again was, uh, we saw the Chazal that we learned at the end of Shaftim, that Pinchas was held responsible for that. And the reason he's held responsible is because Hashem considered it a lack of poet Shemaim that Kedavah Shemaim gathered to fight for a breach in the level of the morality of Kedavah Israel, and Kedavah Israel didn't do anything about the personal of Micha, which was a very of a desire. And then once again, who would have been or who should have been the one to galvanize Klai Yisrael? Well, it should have been the Kohen Gadol, it should have been Pinchas. And because of those two reasons, we find that at the end of Shaitan, Pinchas loses the Kohen Gadol. Whether he died or whether he was just taken off the position is a Mechlegis Mufash and what happened to Pinchas after that. But either way around, that's when Eli became the Kohen Gadol. Eli was from the family of Yisamar, from the other son of Aaron. And now when Hashem gave the Kohen to Eli, it was with the intention that Bnei uh, Elazar lost their chance. So now you're going to start the dynasty of the Kohen Gadol. And now Hashem is telling him, is that's what I originally thought, that your family would now be the continuation of the Kohen Gadol. It wasn't to stop it, it was meant to 
continue to your children as well. But now it seems to have revoked that privilege. And therefore, since he considers Eid and his family guilty of Chilol Hashem, of, so to speak, lessening the cover due to the Beis due to the Avodah, so he made it, you're not going to be deserve the cover of being the ones to work in the Beis Amidus either. So we're going to see now, that's the, so to speak, that's the introduction to the, the, the prophecy of the punishment that Eli's family is going to get. So we have to look at all the different things that he's going to uh, he's going to warn Eli that's going to happen to him. We need to understand why all why so many, why there's so many punishments. And let's see that for each one what it was connected, made a connected for what Eli and his family were doing wrong. So let's have a look what uh, the Navi tells him. First in Bazak Tamadarif, in a Yami boy, days are coming, Vogadati Israel, Israel I'm going to cut down your strength and the Zrayah, so to speak, the, the fist, the, the, the arm of your father's house as your strength. Mm-hmm. How am I going to do that? That there's going to be no one who's a Zakin, which means an elder, a person who's respected as a leader in your house. Are they going to die young? Are you going to get there still before that? Mm-hmm. Now we're talking about a Zakin as somebody who's important, someone who's a leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, that There won't be a leader, there won't be someone of Chashivas in, in the family of Eli. Um, the Gemara says a story about Rabbi Yechon and Tutal Midim that he was trying to he was trying to give him smicha. He felt they were deserving of it, and he wanted to appoint them as Dayonim, as Rabbanim, whatever it would be. The Gemara says Lo Yistayim Milta. Every time he tried something, came up and it didn't work out. And Rabbi Yechon was a bit tired. He was disappointed. He would, he felt these people were deserving of the privilege. Of the post, and uh, for some reason he was being prevented. Every time he tried, that didn't happen. Until they came to themselves and they told him, they said to Yechnan, "You should know that we base Elian, we're from the family of Eli, and Hashem said that there's not going to be a zokin beveisecha. There's not going to be anyone in your family who is uh, considered a leader, and therefore, if you want to appoint us as leaders, it's not going to work. Hashem doesn't has already promised that it's not going to happen. Now, as an aside, this Gemara is a Yishalmi, but needs an explanation. Because the Gemara says in the Bavli that both Rabbah and Abaya were from Bnei Eli. Rabbah was uh, the, the Rosh Hashiva of Babel. Uh, Abaya was after the uh, Rabbah was Rav of Rav Abaya assumed the position of the Rosh Hashiva of Babel. And if that's the case, we find that both of them were leaders. Both of them were leaders. So how does that not argue with uh, the promise of Hashem that there won't be a Zakim Bevesecha? And the answer is that there's a big difference because the when Rabbi Yochan wanted to appoint uh, the two his two Talmudim, who was descendants of Eli, they only talking about Israel when there was still smicha, and therefore, as far as the Torah is concerned, they had the ability to make people into leaders, just like Moshe Rabbeinu originally appointed leaders by resting his hands, and then the original smicha was Moshe Nuskanim. So to be a zaken needed the transmission of that smicha. Which there still was in Eretz Israel, and therefore, had Rabbi Yechonin been had the opportunity to be masmich, his two Talmudim, he would have converted, he would have conveyed to them the title of a zakin, he would have given them this privilege. Whereas, as we know, in Babel there was no smicha, and therefore, it might be that Rabbi was the pr- most prominent Talmud Chacham of his door, and Rabbi had following him, but they weren't scaling him in the sense that they had the Messiah of smicha, which was passed down to make someone a zakin, and therefore, that wasn't a steer to Hashem's promise. 
Hashem says it's not going to be it's not going to be a zakin b'veisecha. Zakin would mean somebody who's been given the qualification, the the, the the bracha or the the transmission of being a zakin. How old were? going to suffer is that his power will be taken down. There will be no zakinim. There will be no leaders and elders in his in his family. The second point. You're going to look as a tsar, like just like we call a person as a second wife. She's a tsar. In other words, the person two of they're jealous of each other. So you're going to look jealously at the Ma'an, at the Besam Mikdash, and you'll see all the good that Hashem does for Klai Yisrael, and you won't be there to be part of that. In other words, uh, you, the, the Mishkan was only a small, so to speak, Sanctuary compared to the base of Mikdash. The, the real glory of the Kohanah was in the base of Mikdash. And he says, you're going to, when you get to the Ma'an, the base of Mikdash, you're going to look on the side, as I speak, to see how the other Kohanim are given the privilege of working in the base of Mikdash, that won't be given to you. Which seems to repeat exactly what he said before. But he says, there won't be a Zakan in your family. Karayam. Karayam is for the course of time, ever. The Ish. I'm not going to destroy your family. As long as it won't be that the family will disappear. Uh, and therefore, what's the reason for that? Which means to make you jealous. It's a possible in the Quran as well, killed in a name. And that is that a person looks like hopefully to something he doesn't get. And therefore, he says, it's not that Hashem is going to destroy the family of Ali, Hashem will leave them. But that will leave them to, so to speak, to see what they're not getting. To see what the, the Kohanim who are going to be given the Kohanim will get, and what they're going to be excluded from. It's very similar to what we saw in the Gemara says, about that, the, the Gemara talks about in Shabbos, people who prepare for Elam compared to people who don't prepare for Elam And we saw the Gemara says that the, the, the result will be that those people who prepare for Elam will be invited to the Sud of Elam and those people who didn't prepare, so the Gemara originally thinks that they won't be invited. So Moses says, no, that's not a real punishment. They won't be, they won't know what they missed. And therefore the punishment is, they'll be invited to come, and they'll sit at the meal and they won't be served. So they'll be able to see, so to speak, what their neighbors are going to eat, and they're going to be denied their portion. And that's much more of a tsar, because to see what, I'm, what I could have had, I'm missing out on, that's a bigger tsar than not knowing what I must have had in the first place. And that's what he's told of Ali also. And that is that your only is going to be, you're going to see, and what, what, the, what the Kohanim will get, and that will be your tsar, you, that your family won't get, you, you won't get to partake of that. Now it's interesting, the notion of Ish, is that I won't destroy a man. And Chazal explained this to mean that there will be one man that won't be destroyed. There will be, there will be a man from the family of Ali that I won't destroy. And the rest of the family of Ali was destroyed. And this happens in the story of Navi of the city of the Kani. Navi Rakani was the descendants of Ali. And as you know, when you get there, Shalak, the king, in a fit of jealousy, destroys the entire city of the Kani. There was one survivor called Aviyasar. Aviyasar was the Ish who wasn't, Hashem didn't destroy. That, yeah, that there was one remains of Sajjah for the family of Ali. The Khomar And all the men of your family will die as young men. And Hashem is they're still young. And as we said before, that there won't be a zakin. He didn't. Besides, for the fact that he said before, there won't be a leader. Now he's saying a second point too, and that is that the number gets an old age. They will die young.
everyone from the home was the different punishments we've seen that Ali is going to be hit with and his family. The first one is that you're, not, you're going to lose your strength. You're not going to have any skyrim. You're going to see a jealously to see what clients shall get and you won't participate. And uh, everyone will die young. All the many family will die young. And now the obvious question is, these are punishments, these are terrible punishments. Why does this fit the crime? What's this going to do with what Blair did wrong? So let's go one by one. The first point, and that is that you'll lose your power. Well, that's simple. The, the, the problem, the first thing that the Navi mentioned about uh, Bnei Ali was that they were using force to take the meat, which was either was coming to them or wasn't coming to them. But uh, even though the Jews came and said to them, first, please bring the carbonates, bring the chaylev, after you can take, no, we're going to take by force. So then you want to use force. I said, I'll break that force. Because the first part, the first, the of Bnei Ali was that uh, the strength of your, that your, your authority, right, that's the first thing that's going to get broken. That's the first thing. The second point is, there won't be any elders in your family. And this was a punishment to Ali. It could be his sons or their underlings were exercising undue force, you know, flaunting the authority to get what they wanted. But Ali, you're the Zakin. And as a Zakin, you're in charge. And if that's the case, you should, you should exercise authority to rein them in. And if you're not doing that, then it means you don't deserve to have And therefore, the second punishment was there's not going to be any Zakin. There'll be no leaders in your house was the punishment for Eli. In other words, if you didn't use your position as a Zokhin well, then that's going to be denied your family. The third point, that you'll see the, you'll see the glory of the base of Mikdash, but you'll see it from, so to speak, from, as an observer. You won't be able to participate in that. Why? Why do they deserve that? So this was the Medikinagad Meta for the second thing that they caused. And that is because of the way that Eli acted, People didn't want to come to Mesonish anymore. How and they, therefore... How they, they punish in the third way? By not observing the Sulkahan, at least. Could they do the Avaidah? So we're going to say, they weren't, they were, they weren't able to do the current Avaidah like before. And therefore, in place of what they caused in the Mishkan, is that the people stopped coming to the Mishkan. So the, the punishment for that is going to be, you're going to see the glory of the Beis Amikdash, where all Klayash will come. Mm-hmm. And, but you'll be, you'll be denied a position to the Avaidah there. They weren't allowed to, you'll see, but you won't be able to participate. And that will be the Gemigit for when you, so to speak, damage the prestige of the Mishkan, you'll get to see the prestige of the best of the Mishkan, but now you aren't allowed to be a part of it anymore. So what remains of that? He says that they're all going to die young. You're all going to die young. What was that a punishment for? That's, uh, why, why was that a Gemigit Negemida? So this is interesting. Uh, we saw before that one of the mistakes that's attributed to Ali is that as a result of that they didn't bring carbonus, which they didn't gain from, uh, and they made people wait because they were more interested in the carbonus, that there was more you know, revenue to the coinage. So all the women who brought their carbon in there, they had to wait outside the rest of English for that until eventually they could bring their carbon. So Chazal say, that one of the times Hashem had in there for that was that the woman can go home. And because of that, mm-hmm. it was Mamayat Klai Yisra. Because that way, instead of being able to have more children, they were stuck outside for that night, or those, those nights, they were stuck outside mm-hmm. the Mishkan. And uh, Chazal said that the Mamayat period of Arabia. Because then there were less Jewish children. So the Oynish for that is you're going to die young. 
In other words, you'll die when you're still in your prime. But it's not when a person dies old and they've lived their life. You are a mind you're going to die when you're young also. That's uh, that mina connected meter. And now one last point. That's the, all the warnings, all the punishments which A is told about. If you want to sign that this is going to happen, if you want to sign that this is all going to happen to you, both your sons, Chofti and Pinchas, are going to die on the same day. And that's a proof that that's not a normal thing to happen, that two brothers should die at the same time. And therefore, you should see that's already the start of the punishment. Question.